The last mission of the Masechta, less related to Nadorim, where part of the Mishnah does include a specific neder. says the Mishnah Boris Shaymahoyoimrim, originally the Chachomim said, Sholish Noshim, there are three women, who must be divorced, their husbands are obligated to divorce them, and they do have the rights to their Kasuba. In general, if a woman commits adultery, she goes and has relations with another man. If she does so willingly, then she must be divorced and she loses the right to the ksuba. The ksuba is the amount of money which a woman receives upon being divorced or widowed. But if as a result of her having relations with another, with another man, her husband is obligated to divorce her, she loses her rights to her ksuba. However, the following three women, the Chachamim said, although they are, they need to be divorced, they nevertheless do not lose their rights to their kasuba. Firstly, one who says to her husband, I am impure for you. What that means is she is admitting to having had relations with another man. However, she is claiming that it was done against her will. She was forced to have relations. Now in general, if a woman is forced to have relations, her husband is not obligated to divorce her. They can continue being married. However, we're talking about the wife of a Koyen. And when it comes to the wife of a Koyen, even if she was forced to have relations with another man, he is obligated to divorce her. So he would be obligated to divorce her, but since it was forced upon her, it wasn't her fault, she does still have the rights to receive her kasuba, and we believe her claim. Secondly, if she says to her husband, the heavens, Hashem knows what is between me and you, meaning she's making a claim which no one else would really know about, and the case under discussion is where she makes a claim that her husband is not able to have children. And because of that, she's demanding a divorce. She wants to have children to take care of her when she gets older. So she has the rights, if this is indeed the case, that he can't have children. She has the rights to demand a divorce. The point is that we believe her claim. All right. And thirdly, if she says a neder, I am taken away from all Jews, meaning she is prohibiting herself to have relations with anybody, even her husband. And we assume that the thing which would cause a woman to do this is because having relations with her husband is very difficult. And because of that, the Chachomim said that the husband would be obligated to divorce her and would be obligated to give her her kasuba. And the point is, in all of these three cases, we believed her claim. That having been said, after a few generations passed and adultery became more common and they reached a situation where Chazuleymar, the Chachomim, retracted to say that we're concerned they were concerned that a woman would place her eye on somebody else, she would wish to marry somebody else, and therefore and therefore she's trying to make herself unfit for her husband, so she's making all sorts of claims in order that he be obligated to divorce her. Originally, these things are very embarrassing for a woman to say, to come to Bastin and explain that her husband is not able to have children, or that she was forced to have relations, these are very embarrassing things. So originally, the Chachomim believed her claim, because if she wasn't telling the truth, then she wouldn't embarrass herself so much. However, at a later date, they realized that she would indeed be willing to embarrass herself in order to receive a divorce and be able to marry somebody else. And therefore, they said, rather, one who says, I am impure to you, meaning she is the wife of a Koyen, and she claims to having been forced to have relations, she would need to bring a proof for her words, and if not, then she would not be forbidden on her husband, and her husband would not be obligated to divorce her. If she says, 
heaven, Hashem knows what is between me and you, meaning she's making a claim that he's not able to have children, the Chachom and the Beistin should deal with this in a way of requesting. They should request from her to stop making these claims against her husband, and they should try and appease and calm her down. Alright, and if she says in the Tulam Yehudim, she makes a nether not to have relations with any other people, then this is considered to be Dvarim Shebe this is the relation to our Perek. It is considered to be something which affects their relationship, and therefore he is able to annul the neder. But as we learned, when it comes to our forest nedarim, for dvarim he can only yoffer chelkoi. He can only annul his part, the amount that the neder affects him. And he can have relations with her. But she would still be forbidden to have relations with anybody else, because he has not got the ability to annul that part of the neder. Originally, they said that he can't annul the neder since he has a different option. It's not necessarily considered to be because he has a different option of divorcing her. But later on, they retracted and said that indeed he is able to annul the neder, and that is indeed what he should do. Solik Maseches Nedarim Mazeltov. Maseches Nazir follows Maseches Nedarim because when one becomes a Nazir, he does it by making a neder. Now, what exactly is a Nazir? A Nazir is somebody who accepts upon himself a certain added level of holiness, and a Nazir has three main prohibitions. Within these prohibitions, there might be more than one Avera, but the three categories are firstly, he is forbidden to eat any grapes or any wine, any grape products. Secondly, he is forbidden to cut his hair. And thirdly, he is forbidden to become Tomei, to become impure from a dead body. And the Masechta will discuss each one of these prohibitions in great detail. And although part of it is discussed in the first half of the Masechta, for the most part, that is the focus of the final four prokim of the Masechta, from Perik Vov onwards. The first half of the Masechta, for the most part, discusses how one accepts upon himself to become a Nazir. And that's really done by a Neder. So really, the first half of this Masechta is really a great continuation of Masechta's Nadarim. And we'll see, especially at the beginning of the Masechta, it starts in exactly the same way as Masechta's Nadarim began. Now, one big difference between a regular neder and a neder of Nazirus is that if somebody, for example, forbids himself with a neder to eat apples, and he doesn't specify for how long he's making that prohibition, if he doesn't specify, then the neder lasts forever. Unless, of course, it is annulled, but the neder in itself is a neder forever. On the other hand, a nozir, if he doesn't specify for how long he wishes to be a nozir, then he is a nozir for 30 days. Now, the third parak of the Masechta discusses the process which is gone through by the Nazir when he completes his Nazirus period. He has to bring certain carbonos, he has to shave off all of his hair, and we'll discuss that in detail when we reach there in the Masechta. Be it as it may, the first Mishnah discusses Yodois and Kenuyim. As we learned at the beginning of Masechus Nadorim, a Yad is when one accepts upon himself a Neder, in this case to become a Nazir, but he doesn't say the exact complete formula for becoming a Nazir. It's perhaps clear what he means, but he doesn't spell out in words, I am accepting upon myself to be a Nazir. Nevertheless, that is a valid Neder, and he would be a Nazir. And a Kinui, we are going to understand as a foreign language term for a Nazir. So instead of saying, I will be a Nazir, he would say, for example, in English, I will be a Nazarite. So the Mishnah begins by telling us that indeed, Kol Kinui Nazirus Kanazirus, any Kinui, any foreign language term referring to a Nazir is considered like he said it in the Loshna Kodesh, and it would indeed be a valid Neder. And the Mishnah in a moment will give examples of a Kinui, but before that, the Mishnah now goes to a Yad. 
and we're discussing a case where a Nozir is passing in front of this person. He's got long hair, and when he sees this Nozir, this person says, Hey, I will be. So since it's clear based on what is there, it's clear that he means I'll be a Nozir. So although he didn't say the complete formula, this is nevertheless considered a Yad, and Harry's a Nozir who would be considered a Nozir. The next case is also a Yad, and it's referring to somebody who is holding on to his hair and saying, Hey Nozir. I will be beautiful. So since he's holding on to his hair, we understand that he means he'll be beautiful with his hair, and he's accepting upon himself to grow his hair. So it's clear that he wants to be a Nozir. Nozir, he is indeed a Nozir. Now the Mishnah gives a couple of examples of Kinuyim. Nozik, Noziach, Poziach. These are all other ways of saying Nozir in different languages. Harize Nozir, he would be a Nozir. Alright, and now the Mishnah goes and brings a couple more examples of Yodois. If there is a Nozir there, and he says, Harini koze, I will be like this person. Or if he's holding on to his hair, and he says, Harini Mesalsel, I will twirl my hair. Harini Mechalkel, I will let my hair grow very long. This is another way of saying, I accept upon myself to send my hair to grow long. And it's actually using an expression used in Tanakh to refer to growing one's hair long. In all these cases, Harizah Nozir, this person would indeed become a Nozir, because this is a valid neder to become a Nozir. Now the last case of the Mishnah is where one sees a Nozir passing in front of him, and this Nozir is Tohar, he is currently pure. The halacha is, if a Nozir becomes Tome, then there are certain Korbanos he has to bring two bird Korbanos, and then start his Nazirus again. So if there is a Tome Nozir passing in front of this person, and this person says, Harayalaitiparim, I am accepting upon myself birds, we would understand that to possibly mean that he wants to become a Nozir, just like this person. However, we would all, we could also interpret it to mean that he wants to bring the Korbanos on behalf of this person. Not that he himself wants to become a Nozir. So since it's not clear what he wants to say over here, he would not be a Nozir. It's not considered a valid acceptance of becoming a Nozir because it could mean two totally different things. However, we're talking about a case where a Tahar Nozir is passing in front of him. So we don't assume this person wants to bring the Nozir's Korbanis on his behalf. Because this particular Nozir is not Tomei, so he doesn't need to bring these birds. Rather, we understand it to mean that he wants to accept upon himself to become a Nozir, just like this person. And therefore, if he would become Tomei, he would need to bring birds himself. And so Meir Omer Nozir, Meir says he would become a Nozir. However, the Chachom Omer and the Chachom say it's still not clear enough that he wants to become a Nozir. He's talking about birds when the Nozir would become Tomei. He's not talking about the Nozir itself. And therefore, according to the Chachom, this is not enough to become a Nozir. Mr. Bates, although in the Torah itself, the Torah speaks of only one type of Nozir, and that's the Nozir which we just described, three prohibitions, usually 30 days unless specified otherwise, but we have a Masorah, Halacha Lemosh Messinai, a tradition going back to Moshe from Arsinai, that there are another two types of Nazirus which one can accept upon themselves. One is known as Nazir Shimshon, Shimshon Hagibur, who is discussed in Sefer Shoftim, he was a Nozir from birth, and for his entire life he was a Nozir, However, it was permitted for him to become Tomei from a dead body. So he's still forbidden to drink wine, have anything which comes from grapes, to cut his hair, but he is permitted to become Tomei from a dead body. And another big difference is that it lasts forever. And we'll see a couple of more differences in our Mishnah. And the other type of Nazir is a Nazir Oilom, which literally means being a Nazir forever, but it's a different type of a Nazir. 
a regular nozir needs to be a nozir for a particular amount of time. So you say I'll be a nozir for 30 days, for a year, for 50 years, even for 200 years, but at least you're specifying a particular amount of time. It might be that you're definitely going to die before then, but that which you accept upon yourself is a nozir with an amount of time. And a zir oilam does not have an amount of time. Rather, you are a nozir forever. And there are certain differences between a regular Nazir and a Nazir and a Nazir Ailam. Although Nazir Ailam has all of the same prohibitions as a regular Nazir, he is nevertheless able to cut his hair once every 12 months. But as I may, we'll see the details in our Mishnah now. The Mishnah discusses all three types of Nazir. And firstly, when it comes to a regular Nazir, if somebody says, Harini Nazim Sanim, Behold, I am accepting upon myself to be a Nazir from the skins of grapes, or in a Zagim, or from the pits of the grapes. Torah says it's forbidden for a Nazir to even eat these things. I mean, I think lachas, or I'll be a Nazir only from not cutting my hair, I mean, tumor, or from tumor, meaning he's accepting upon himself to be a Nazir, but only from one of the prohibitions. It is learnt from Pesukim that Harry is a Nazir, he is a Nazir, and all of the details of Nazirus are upon him. Meaning it's impossible to be half a Nazir, and it's learnt from Pesukim that even though he accepted upon himself half, he becomes a full Nazir. Alright, now somebody says, Harenika Shimshain, I will be like Shimshan. Now saying that alone is not enough, because there are many people who are called Shimshan, and it's not clear that he's referring to Shimshan Agibar, and that he wants to be a Nazir Shimshan. So he needs to add on one of the following things as well. You should say, I will be like Shimshan Kaven Monayach, who was the son of Monayach. Or you should say, I will be like Shimshan Kabal Delila, who was the husband of Delila. That was Shimshan Agibar's wife. Kamisha Okar Dalsis Azar. I'll be like Shimshan, who uprooted and took down the doors of Azar. That's referring to the famous story in Sefer Shaftim, where Shimshan Agibar took down the pillars and killed all of the Pelishtim in that building. Or you should say, I'll be like Shimshan, Kamisha Nikru Pelishtimus Enov, the one who the Pelishtim took out his eyes. So he's clearly referring to Shimshan Agibar, and therefore, how is Nazir Shimshan? He would be a Nazir Shimshan. Now, what are the differences between a Nazir Oilon and a Nazir Shimshan? They're both Halacha Lemoshim Sinai, and they are both a Nazir forever. But what are the differences? So, Nazir Oilon, when it comes to a Nazir Oilon, when his hair becomes heavy upon him, and that means after an entire year of growing his hair, he is allowed to lighten his hair with a razor, or maybe Shalish Behemais, and he would bring the three carbonites which a regular Nazir brings when he completes his Nazirus. So it's almost as if a Nazir Oilam is made up of lots of different periods of Nazirus. In certain regards, it's considered to be one big Nazirus forever. But we also see that it's, it's split into different parts, and that at the end of each part, he brings the carbonites and he can cut his hair, just like at the end of a regular Nazirus. Vimnitma, and if he becomes Tomei, maybe Korban Tuma. He needs to bring a Korban Tuma, just like any Nazir who becomes Tomei. On the other hand, Nazir Shimshain. And Nazir Shimshain, Hichbitz Aureinameikel. If his hair becomes heavier, he cannot lighten it. It's forbidden forever to cut his hair. Vimnitma, but if he becomes Tomei, then Amy maybe Korban Tuma. He certainly would not bring a Korban Tuma, because it's totally permitted for him to become Tomei. Just like Shimshain Agibo was able to become Tomei. Mr. Gimel, as you mentioned, Stam Nazirus when it comes to a regular Nazirus, if it is unspecified for how long he wants to be a Nazir, then Shleishim Yaim, he becomes a Nazir for 30 days. And according to most, this is also a Halacha Lamesh Misinai, it's also a tradition which we have going back to Meshe from Harsinai. Now, if somebody says, Omar, Harini Nazir Achas I am going to be a Nazir, one big one. 
I'm going to be one, one a nozer, but a, a, a small one. And afilu Even if he says I'll be a nozer from here until the end of the world. In these three cases, nozer shleishim yoyim will be a nozer for thirty days. Reason being that he didn't specify how long he wants to be a nozer for. When it comes to this regular type of nazirus, a main component of that nazirus is the amount of time that one will be a nozer for. So if he accepts upon himself to be a nozer for, for a long time, so he hasn't specified for how long it will be, and therefore it's considered to be unspecified, and therefore it will be 30 days long. Others explained that when he says, I'll be a nozer, a big one, it doesn't mean he wants to be a nozer for a long time. It means he'll be a nozer, how long for? The regular time, 30 days. When he says it'll be a big one, that means that for him it's very difficult. For him it will feel like ages. Alright, now what happens if somebody says, Harini nozer, v'yom echad. I'll be a nozer, and for a day. Or harini nozer, v'sho achas. I'll be a nozer, and for another hour. Or harini nozer, achas umechatza. I will be one and a, a nozer one and a half times. In all of these cases, Harini nozer shtayim, will be a nozer twice. I'll have to count 30 days, bring all of his carbonis, etc. And then I'll be a nozer again for another 30 days. The reason being that as soon as he said Harini nozer, he was already going to be a nozer for 30 days. When he adds v'yoyim echad, he's saying I'll also be a nozer for one day. And that's already a new acceptance upon himself. So we view them separately. So the second one, you can't be a nozer for one day. And therefore we make that a nozer for 30 days as well. And that's why he would be a nozer twice. On the other hand, if he makes it all one big statement, I'll be a nozer for 30 days and one hour. So that's all part of the same acceptance. Just in this case, he'll be a nozer for 31 days, not 30 days and one hour. Because one cannot be a nozer for a particular amount of hours. The Torah talks about Yemen Israel, the days of one's nazirus. So when it comes to this main type of Nazirus, which is written about explicitly in the Torah, we see that a very much big part of that Nazirus is accepting upon oneself the amount of time he'll be a Nazir for as well. And this is unlike Nazir Shimshain and Nazir Eilam.